I'm Audra from First Eleven, and we're here with Rock at Night Magazine. following these guys for a while I can't remember I think the first video I saw was probably a Taylor Swift cover because obviously T-Swift right oh. <laughs> um, but I wanted to start by saying how did you become a band like I know Ryan was your teacher and you were all kids and like how did that all happen yeah it started out with Matt and a bunch of other kids that went to school with him that all happened to be in the same grade same school and played all the necessary instruments to start a band um, the only thing they didn't have was a singer. Uh, so they played for a while with different singers before Audra eventually joined. And then Sam was in another band that was uh, kind of out of the same school and playing a lot of the shows with uh, First to Eleven. And then when some of the other kids went to college uh, and didn't do the band anymore, then Sam joined in. And then... Uh, and then I joined. <laughs> yeah, I always forget that because I'm like, well, technically you've been here since the very beginning, yeah. but not in the band. But yeah. technically I'm the newest member of the band. Yeah, <laughs> That's good to know. So Ryan kind of filled in. He needed a, a bassist slash background singer sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> always great. Always fun. Um, yeah. So that's really awesome to hear. And I love seeing your progression of your artistry and how you incorporate your own flair into songs. I always hesitate to say, oh, they're just pop punk covers because it's more than that. It's not always the punk. It's also the rock or even like that time you did. I think, oh, man, I'm trying to remember. Did like a major key or a minor key of a song? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> yes, that was so <laughs> I was like, at first, I'm like, I don't know how I feel, but I'm like, that is so smart. It. it was so fun. Three hours um, I love it. What was that? So I want people to think just, how do I feel about this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I like it, but it is it is a song. No. Think. What was that, Audra? You like to make them think a little bit. <laughs> yes. Well, I think you inspire so many people. And just again, for our listeners, um, you know, Ryan, you own Ryan Rock School, is that right? So this is like a school of rock kind of, I don't want to say yeah. not, but it's it's a spinoff. It's your own private business, right? Yeah, it's called uh, Monochrome Studios now. We oh, just my bad. The name, yeah. <laughs> okay, sweet. So it's a school of rock kind of format where it's like you bring in kids and they get into programs and do stuff. And then after a while, you're like, how do you get to the point where you're like, I want to make a YouTube band and I want to like actually... <laughs> do stuff beyond just the little programs like how that happened uh i mean we did youtube stuff in like 2010 or 11 or something like that really early okay and we actually had one song that was just like filmed with you know a, a camcorder at practice <laughs> and uh and it did really well it got like thirty thousand views on youtube back then which was a lot of views back then and uh and then we started doing a couple other videos and then the parents were like no, let's not do, let's not put our kids on the internet yet. Oh, okay. so then we just took off like a couple years and came back to it when they were a little bit older. And with the first video that we actually did was Heathens. And it was, it was a ploy to get people to come and see them perform at Warp Tour. 
Oh, so wow. We were just trying to think, like, how can we get people to recognize the name of this band and, like, want to come and see them over all the 50 other bands that are playing that day? So we thought if we did a YouTube cover and, like, it did really well, then hopefully people would would recognize that name and and want to come and see them. That's so cool. So I didn't think that Warp Tour would be something open to sort of, like, indie, like, private productions like that's really cool to know I'm not in a band I wouldn't know but that's so fun wow so kind of like it seems like it snowballed from just wanting to get like oh some YouTube views whatever and then you're like to get on to Warp Tour and then from there kind of just like grew from there that's so interesting yeah it worked for the the Warp Tour thing like there was a good crowd that was there to watch them but then after that it just that opportunity was gone. After that, I was like, what do we do? <laughs> so it was like, well, that did really well on YouTube. Maybe we should keep doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's like, and then I know there was a phase where you had original music under First 211. And then you're like, never mind. We're going to do a whole project <laughs> called Concrete Castles. Like, I've, I've been here a while. So not to <laughs> yeah. that. She knows it all. <laughs> yeah, I try. I try. <laughs> So, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to talk a lot about Concrete Castles in this interview, but I want to touch on it because that's cool, too, how you took first to 11, you're like, let me do new stuff. Never mind. Rebrand it. Scratch that. Move on. Separate it. So that was never meant to be like we weren't like, hey, everybody, we're going to be the most famous cover band we possibly can be. <laughs> like it was always the intention was to to play covers, to get people to pay attention to the original songs. And yeah. at Warp Tour, that's what that's what they were playing was yeah. the original the stuff. First 11 originals, yeah. So they didn't even play the Heathens cover no. <laughs> at at we Warp did, Tour. We played all originals. It seems show. like an oversight. Yeah, should have, but we did not. But yeah, oh. the the whole intention, you know, of pretty much any cover band most of the time is either to a make money or to b like get people to like pay attention to, you know, your original stuff, and it's just kind of like a foot in the door of uh you know kind of breaking down some some barriers in the in the music industry yeah no for sure I think in the music industry like I have I know people they're musicians beyond just you lovely people and it's so hard to get traction like the girl who does my website PR stuff she's also a musician she talks about it all the time like there there's so much and it's so hard and I think the only thing that's similar to be a musician is being a writer I know a little bit about oh, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I have books out on Amazon. I'm not plugging myself. I'm just talking. <laughs> but I mean, I know it's hard. It's like being a pop star. You know, you want to get that publishing deal. You want to get that attention, right? So I relate so much to that. Um, and I didn't know about the Warp Tour thing. So that's fun to hear. Yeah. Um, I loved seeing you guys on tour. It was great to meet you face to face a couple weeks ago. It was so yeah. fun. Um, yeah, it was really great. You guys put on a great show. Super fun. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my friend Celia and I had a really fun time watching you guys and uh, it was great. She actually, she had it. Okay. I've shared videos with, of you with her before and she was like, oh, they're kind of fun. I don't know, whatever. And then I'm like, let's go see them. She's like, okay. And she like immediately was like, I should have gotten a CD. I'm to buy it online. Okay, great. <laughs> All of your stuff now. So you're welcome. That's so awesome. Thank yeah. You. I thought it'd be fun to tell you that. So, but yeah, no. So it's super fun. I think you're only going up. You have so much going for you and you're so tight. Like my dad's a oh, music job and I'm always like, Hey dad, they did an 80s cover of like, aha or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> They're fun, I guess. Whatever. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so from your beginnings now, I want to talk a little bit about um, how do you like, 
pick songs and then how do you pick the arrangement because you all have different things I love how you throw in a guitar solo I love how you throw in different attitudes or key changes whatever you know how do you approach that so I think uh song wise it started out very much like the the, the fans would comment songs that they wanted us to do and like that's how we started. Mm-hmm. It's just like we wouldn't like think of songs. We would just do whatever songs you guys or told like us to top do. forty or top songs 40. or whatever. So yeah. like, that's how it really started. But once we have like a catalog now, and obviously we're approaching three hundred, probably once you get to three hundred covers, you, <laughs> you kind of know. To see trends. <laughs> so we just look at what old songs did well and like what like people like. So it's like okay, if people like Sweet Child of Mine, they'd probably like this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. If people like Taylor Swift, they'd probably like this, this, and this. And you just kind of whittle it down and like you start to just get a feeling of like this will do well this won't do well and like that's how we kind of go about songs and then the arrangements it's that same type of feeling where it's like you just kind of know what songs you can change or not Mm -hmm. but basically this is very oversimplified not that there's like a very hard fast rule you need to set but the newer the song is the more you can change it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're doing like a top 40 song, been out for two weeks, change you can it. take that song and make it a whole new song and yeah. no one's really going to care. If it's because, like... Yeah, because it's so well known. Is that what you're saying? Is that right? I think it's just because people haven't grown in like attachment to it. Yeah. Like they're like, I like this song and they're very open to hear that song in so many different ways. But like a, a Guns N' Roses like a Guns song, and Roses. people are like, you have like die hard Guns N' Roses fans. And if you, if we did Sweet Child of Mine, like, in a different way it might not have done as well as it did and you know I, I think the songs definitely have a little bit more of like a a skill or skill check to them where it's like people don't really care if you can sing taylor swift or play mm-hmm. taylor swift on guitar so you can play yeah. it however way you want but, but... people want to hear her <laughs> try to beat axel yeah they want to hear me try to beat slash not that it's a competition you're playing music you should just have fun with it but, but i think that yeah. definitely has like oh uh a, a way to it because like i think about like when we change like gotier songs or pop songs and all this everyone's like you make that song so much better and i was like i wouldn't say that pretty much anytime you change a pop song it seems to work like pretty well and we were talking about this we were just actually picking out some covers last week but now it's even different is like you have tiktok added into the mix yeah. and we were talking about this a little bit where it's like you have those Taylor Swift songs that now people actually do want to hear them as rock songs. And that's like a whole new audience that you're like, okay, maybe we should do this. It might not do very well on our channel, but if we promote it on TikTok, maybe it will do well on our channel. So there's like so many different strategies that you can use now to just like see if a song is going to work. And since we put one out every week, we can really try stuff out and play around with it. There's so many facets and there's really no right answer. Because I've seen plenty of 80s covers turned into hard metal, yeah. hard rock songs, and they do great. And I've seen plenty of this and that. So there's no right answer. But it's just the trends. Because like I look at like Crazy Train. And like a song like that, you don't really change. Because a lot of people are going there and it's like, okay, can this kid play this song? Yeah. Because that's <laughs> oh, yeah. what they know. And that's what they want to hear. Same with Metallica. Yeah. They're like, can they make it sound like Metallica? And you know, maybe we're wrong. And maybe if we would have changed the songs, we would have got <laughs> maybe, more views. Yeah, maybe but, we're just completely wrong. We have no idea, but... Right. But that right. is just the trends that we see and yeah. we try to stick to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I think this is really interesting because I think you're hitting on perception 
um, age group, target demographic, it's really marketing. Like that sounds so boring. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. You're right. <laughs> and I, I actually, I love your example of using TikTok. Remember like the first time you did that was anti-hero. You're like, Hey, yeah. let's rockify Taylor's. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I love that. Cause I'm like, Oh shoot, I bet she's going to do it next. And so I bet if it tanked, you probably wouldn't have done the whole song. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we, sometimes we like do those and we're like, Hey, we know this is going to do well on TikTok. We have it ready. We put it out and we're like, all right, let's promote it early, get people to pre-save it and then put it out. And then you have this whole new audience of people coming to to watch your stuff. Yeah. It's so funny that you hit on the marketing side too, because that is just the hardest part about being in a band nowadays. And yeah. we have meetings every week and not a single meeting have we said, man, maybe we should play better. Maybe <laughs> no, we should do this. That does not matter. No. We're obviously, We're meeting. like, what videos can we make to get people to like us? <laughs> obviously, we practice on our own time and try to keep our level of yeah. like, you yeah, know, you have to talent. acceptable like, level of acceptable level of playing. Yes, like the last thing we're focused on is being like, guys, we gotta practice for this show coming up. Yeah, it's like, no. bro, how can we make this talent for song pop off on TikTok? How can we do this? Like, it's all marketing nowadays, it is. and part of that is like kind of a fun mental challenge. I think part. it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, man, you spend all these years like practicing and you're like, man, none of this doesn't really matter. matters. But, you know, it does. It, it does matter. Yeah. It's yeah. fun to be able to dunk on the people that that are really good at their instruments. <laughs> when we're like, huh, more people watch stars. It's made a Taylor Swift TikTok cover. Everything's It's fun. the ultimate right. equalizer. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's like, okay, yeah. you might be 30 times better than me at guitar, but I will cover until Taylor Swift. TikTok, you know? So it's like, I win. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a really important component. And I think this is going to sound really like cynical, but lots of talented people in the world. Okay. No shortage of that. What sets you apart is how you approach the material and how you market yourself. And you know, you're all cool young people. Like that is marketable. Like sadly, this is a reality, you know? Yeah. Um, right <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've sold books that are like, oh, you're so young. How old are you? I'm like 26, but like, I look young. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny you know people yeah. connect with young artistry so use yeah, it right. Man, right like hey yeah. absolutely i think um, the biggest yeah. thing that would help anyone like get, getting into any type of art is just being open-minded yeah. yeah because we just like i'm not calling anyone out everyone is great and like everyone deserves their chance but we just have so many people especially from our hometown where it's like they just refuse to do covers mm -hmm. or refuse to play pop songs or refuse to do this. And it's like, dude, that's what people like. You you need really to just, figure out a way to market You really yourself. just have yeah. to do two years of that. Yeah. Like, are you going to refuse playing two Taylor Swift songs just because you're too good for that? It's like, <laughs> I feel like there's so much to be learned and gained from just being open-minded. And like, you, for example, maybe you don't want to write something, but if it gives you the next opportunity, it's worth writing. Like, oh, exactly. That was definitely our approach to music, yeah. where it's like, we're not going to say... We can't feel like we're better or no, above yeah. anything. We're not better, we're not above. Like, we'll play birthday we... parties, we'll play graduation parties, yeah. we'll... <laughs> only time we ever say no is when our skill or our, our, <laughs> our you know, like, genre just doesn't, doesn't match. match. Like, yeah. Audrey cannot do metal screens. I'm not going to say that. Like, I'm just not. Yeah. I cannot oh, play yeah. through the fire and the flames behind my back, eyes closed. Like, I'm just not good enough to do that. That's the only time we ever say, like, no. No, When, yeah. like, our, our physical limits well, literally are Well, there are things are we even like, have been, like, people are like, cover this song. And we're like, no, we're never going to do that. 
And then we think about it for like a second. And we're like, no, actually, we probably could do that. And then yeah. we just do it. Like, There's definitely stuff that's scary, but we have yeah. to talk ourselves into doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that leads beautifully into my next kind of question. Um, kind of, you can pull from this, obviously. Uh, have there been covers that you hated that you did them? You're like, oh, that's so cringy. Or covers that you're like, no, I'm really proud of that. And it was unexpected. So pull from that feeling of unexpected in those ways. I think before anyone answer, I think the funniest thing is it doesn't correlate to anything. Because there are covers that I hate that I've done that do really well. well, There are covers that I love (laughs) that I've done that did horrible. And it's the same with videos. Like, I think the best video right now was I hate the Last Resort video. I (laughs) was like, man, we didn't plan that out enough. I didn't do a good enough job like trying to like utilize the uh, technology we had. We didn't give it enough testing. Okay. But didn't stop it from people liking it, it's enjoying doing it. Crazy and it's doing well, doing very well. Actually, still. You know? uh, and okay. then on the music side, we keep talking about Taylor Swift. I love, I did the Lover cover. Yeah. And I, was like, I love that song. I really like that cover, oh, you know? I, and, yeah. Was that on your channel? That wasn't First to 11, though, was it? Yeah. yeah. Just a long, it was a long, a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I'm slacking. I'm going to go watch I it. It's also, but I think the other <laughs> thing that influences us is just like, you always are getting better. So it's kind of hard to look back and be like, oh, that yeah. was good. Because I think all of us look back and we're like, we can respect it for the time. But if you compare it to now, it probably I can't look back like two do. years ago without being like, oh, <laughs> I, I hate oh, listening yeah. to myself saying that. And like, oh, yeah, I, it's definitely just like every like new cover we do. I feel like there's something else that I'm like excited about. The frequency that we do makes a huge difference, oh, yeah, too. For sure. Because I remember when we were doing like the first five covers. I remember like, like half a year. texting my <laughs> friends and, and being like, should we do this song or this song? And I was like really not confident on my decision to like do a closer cover. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't sure, you know, how it was going to go. And I really like racked my brain about stuff back then. But now it's kind of like, well, if I don't get them this time next week, next week, it'll it'll hit. Maybe it, it, it also comes down to how we record because Ryan was like a driving force behind all those first covers. First ones, yeah. And dude, I remember him recording like three different pre-choruses, yeah. like two different verses, and really he's like testing a stuff being out. stuff and being like different mixes. And now, like he said, it's not that we aren't trying, but it's just like our confidence has gotten yeah. a lot more and our workflow has gotten a lot well, faster. Well, like we said, we're 300 covers in now and we were only, you know, and we're six a lot more, in at the We're a lot more so. willing to commit to one idea and finish it out. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, we'll get them next time. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know what your audience yeah. wants and that comes yeah. with time. And the stakes seemed a lot higher. It was yeah. like we started to do really well with our first couple covers and it was like, what if I pick a song that just absolutely ruins that momentum? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it was kind of scary that like you could see the opportunity kind of on the horizon, yeah. and it was like, oh, I hope I don't do something that like uh, messes okay. that up for them. And we only had one chance a month. Yeah, <laughs> we were only doing one cover a month, so that was kind of like the big. Because thing. it took you so long to mix and master, and like you choreograph things a little bit too, right? Yeah, yeah. We I mean, they were like in school at yeah. that point still, so we could only even get together once, once or twice a week yeah. for like an hour, an hour and a half at a time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. So it's more like you grew up, you got a school, you have more availability, you can do more. And yeah. like, I mean, do you guys have like day jobs, quote unquote, or like how oh, do you no, no. the day job? Wow, yeah. really? No, that's awesome. That's amazing. So you monetize the YouTube, like the business side of it. 
If that's oh yeah. yeah. That took, years that took years. a long time too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you monetize it. You get income from that. This is really interesting. You could do like a business like side of things. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be very helpful because like he was saying, it took us a long time, even just to understand that we could monetize our videos because we were like, oh, they're covers and we didn't write them. So whoever wrote them, they get, you know, the claims come through and then they just take the rights to it and they take all the the ad revenue and it not was true. yeah it was not not entirely true okay. um there's like a 50 50 split to whoever wrote the song and 50 percent goes to whoever recorded the song and we always recorded them ourselves so just that little fact of like clicking a button on on a content id system yeah that just that made it to the point that we could do this full time wow and prior to that like we yeah we all would have had to do other yeah. things to tell you that though. yeah but yeah there is no guide YouTube, just, 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 just uh, figure it out there's just a lot of misinformation out there when True. it comes to like things because i think a lot of people especially with the internet now will just like puff out their chest and say it the loudest even though they might not have any idea yeah, yeah. like what they're actually talking about so i guess it, it kind of goes into like if you're looking to do anything just make sure you're getting information from people that you know know what they're know talking what they're about they're yeah. now we're in work with a great company called studio 71 they mm -hmm. do this stuff all the time and they are so quick to answer they know everything they can get us right on right on the right track mm -hmm. and they're just like they laugh at us because we tell them like what we used to do and they're like wow you guys are so stupid for that now like, yeah, we were stupid for that wow i can't wow. believe we ever thought of doing that if you look back you're like you're like man, man why did we think of how that are we so like how are we so just like uh but then, like, you're, like, you didn't know anything. You're just little guys from Erie. Like, we're just trying really to get have, a cover out every week at you this point. You don't really have to talk to. And it's just, like, we kind of were just, like, let's focus on, like, the music side. And yeah. We'll, the business Yeah, side we just wanted the later. subscribers. We just want, yeah, we just want people to see it. We just want the validation. <laughs> we didn't really care about anything else. Yeah, no, definitely. And I didn't know that because I honestly thought, like, I was wondering how you get rights to use, mm -hmm. like, Taylor Swift's music, for example. Like, she is notoriously a legal shark. Like, yeah. So, so did you have to like? Maybe you already entered this. If you did, sorry. But like, did you have to reach out to any like of her people or anyone you do covers? From? No. The way that it works is that. Um, so when she writes a song, she puts it into a content ID system. Oh. So basically, anytime there's a video titled, you know, "Lover" by Taylor Swift, whether it's a cover or you know someone re-uploaded her song yeah. or anything like yeah. that it um it will recognize that that's her song and it'll take the entire like monetization of it oh. so all of the the ad revenue will go directly to them through the content id system so when we upload a video it instantly gets grabbed by whoever wrote the song yeah and then it also instantly gets grabbed by our um our network which is studio 71 which recognizes that that's our, our recording, our but, oh, their, but their song. So then the, the rights go half to us, half to them. Gotcha. Sorry that I get it now. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. no that's cool. Well, that's but it cool. happens automatically. Like, we don't really need to do anything. Unless unless they think it's theirs, which does yeah. happen sometimes. <laughs> oh, no. So, so you're like, monitor. no, this is ours. Take it down. Yeah. And we have to, like, reach out to people. We're like, hey, it's not. It's half yours, half ours. Yeah. But there has been a couple times too where where artists have reached out to us and said, "Will you please cover our song?" No, you know what I mean? like, they actually ask us to. Um, I believe Echo Smith asked us, but I don't think we yeah. did it. 
um, we no, I think that was for the it was yeah, for something else though. Rolling, uh, Rolling Stones. No, yeah, the Rolling Stones. Oh, way. The, what's the Kanye. nothing but nothing thieves? But yeah, Kanye. I forgot about that one too. Okay. No, oh. yeah, I mean true. I mean, he did reach he out. Did, yeah. So you're. This was years wow. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that must have been like. I'm trying to think. Oh, the one. What was the one we did recently? Alexa, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The K-pop artist. We did like an actual collaboration <laughs> with her. So it was her song, and she wanted to do like uh, a collab of us doing a version of her song with like both of us singing. Yeah, so, that was like what, six months ago or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah it, was, it was pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, and I I had never heard of her, but yeah, it's her instant clout, and she was like an indie uh, uh, like artist. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, that is. But so a lot cool. of times it's like, well, if they release it on their own YouTube channel, depending on how big their following is, it might get the same amount of views as it would on our channel. So mm-hmm. it's like they can double the amount of views that it would get by posting a cover on our channel and the original, the original on, on their channel. Better say it's everyone by doing that. It was like a great collaboration because like she's a big artist mm-hmm. that had her very dedicated group of fans, but we did not overlap. Very with fans. different. Fans. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that was a gold mine. Like, I've never heard of her, but now I like her music. That's exactly why she yep. reached out to us because <laughs> yeah. that's what she wanted. Know, there's a whole group of fans that we have that really like music, but just don't yeah. really aren't going to have the algorithms to find uh-huh. her. And same with her fans. Exactly. Yeah. They watched the video with us, and they were like, "Oh, I've never heard of this band." And then in turn, you just kind of like swap. Yeah, absolutely. I know you did that with your other band, Ryan, a Daytona. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. I forget the name I'm so bad. Daytona Beach 2000. Everybody always Daytona says Daytona, and I yeah. feel like that's yeah. I know. I for some we're just Daytona now. There's yeah. no. There's no Daytona 500. There's no Daytona Beach. <laughs> yeah, right. Like Daytona the band. Stage, just we're Daytona or Daytona <laughs> Beach. Yeah. And how did um? Yeah, as we're finishing up, uh, I guess I'll ask you since I mentioned it. How did you come up with that name? And also, how did you come up with First to Eleven as a name? So, First to Eleven was a game that we played after practice. Um, where we would just get together and like not play music, just hang out and be friends, you know? Yes, and yeah. uh, the the game is kind of like volleyball mixed with table tennis, mixed with like There's regular tennis. Is it ball by any chance? No. It's uh, it's kind of like not that, I guess. Not though, but it, it's, it's like a... It uses like a Walmart like plastic inflatable ball. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because my mom and I are like heavily into pickleball, so it kind of sounds like that. I yeah. Mean... <laughs> yeah, it is kind of same rules as yeah yeah football. but it was first to 11 points wins so that's if you watch the tell me yeah. video which is an old original from first to 11 okay. we play it in that video oh then, i'll have to check it out yeah yeah and then daytona beach's name came from we couldn't come up with a name for that band and trevor just showed up and he did the trevor thing where he's like guys everyone sit down <laughs> i've got a name for the band and we're all like this better be good because you're making it seem like it's going to be the best name ever. Yeah. It's like Daytona beach 2000. And I was like, that's dumb. It sounds like, it sounds like a race. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like, no, cause that's the most famous blink 182 performance was when they played spring break at Daytona beach in the year 2000. That's so smart. Now so that's where that name came from. That's actually brilliant. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So when we were like watching them, we were like, we need to try and capture this energy and it was that performance of them playing at spring break in, in the year 2000. That is so cool. So yeah, I love that. I love those little like Easter eggs of like, what? Well, <laughs> yeah. like, this. Yeah. As we're finishing up, I know we talked about advice, business stuff. What is your driving force? What keeps you going? What do you want to share with the Rocket Night audience? 
maybe from each of you, if you feel up to sharing, I won't force um, I mean, I'm going to say that it's just, I don't want to work at Guitar Center. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do anything else. So, you know, as long as I can make music in some capacity and be my own boss and, and have time to, to be with my family and do the things that I want to do, like, I think that's, you know, what any musician would probably want. It's just the freedom to make music and not have to do anything else or not have to do it as like a side project or a hobby or something like that. And I think that, you know, like Matt was saying, if you can be open minded and not say, well, I want to be, you know, a full time musician, but I'm only going to play original music or I'm only going to play, you know, Celtic death metal from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to kind of broaden your horizons and, and make your income from a lot of different sources and be willing to help people and, and allow people to help you and uh, just be, yeah, be very, very open-minded about it. Maybe your school that you run is obviously another income source. That's music. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You know, that's great. That's a great just way. give to- all my money that I make there to Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> so quick question before we move on to whoever else. Um, Brooke is also someone that came through the school, like another student that came through. No, she wasn't a student. She was okay. just someone that I kind of looked up to when I was, you know, doing uh music in Erie and just always appreciated what she did and uh, when I asked her like do you want to stop you know bartending do you want to stop doing the other things that you have to do and just do music all the time and she was like all right I'm listening yeah so that was uh that was my ploy to get her to come and work for mm-hmm. us and start teaching students but she's done an awesome job of like teaching uh Lillianne and Rachel and you know a lot of other people that have come up and now have their own music careers that they're starting um as well students that have come through the rock school right yeah yeah cool awesome like going off the rock school too is just like yeah it's cool to put out videos and do stuff and be like no we're doing it all like right here so that when people come in or even people who see us online and they're like I can never do this. We're like, yeah, we also thought that. And then we just did it. Like, it's really just once you start doing it, if you just put the time and the effort and the work into it, it's not impossible to do it from anywhere you are. Right. No, definitely. That's so true. Um, Anybody else want to add to that? (laughs) I think going back to the question you asked about, like, what's my motivating factor? It is literally just to be better. Like, that is it. Because... Ryan talked on it before. He was like, no cover band's main goal is to be a cover band forever. That's not our main goal. But to take an opportunity like this and basically be able to practice making music and practice making videos and practice playing out in front of people and touring Mm -hmm. through the veil of we play other people's music is like indispensable knowledge. Mm. And like, we see it even with Concrete Castles, like, like just going out and just like, Bands are like, man, you guys haven't been a band that long. How do you guys how, how know, do you the, know how to do this? How do you know the right way to go about this? Or how do you know <laughs> how to like, play this and this? And it's like, well, we have been a band a long time. We just haven't made original music. We've been playing covers for since, years. You know, I was nine years old. Yeah. Like, it's been a long, 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 long time. And <laughs> you don't stop there. I'm not like, oh, I figured out how to tour. I'm done. It's like, nah, like you can always make better music and you can always make better videos. You can always push the envelope more and more and more. And I just see First Eleven as like this awesome platform where we have like a million people that are just willing to be like, I like that or I don't like that. And like the moment you can get past like people not liking something is when you can really start to like grow. Because mm-hmm. then you can be like, hey, 
they didn't like this one thing. Now I know how to do that. Let me try something yeah. else. It is kind of like a giant that. focus group. It is. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of you... like what I what I really like, and it's kind of reinvigorated right reinvigorated me lately. Is like that is how I look at first eleven. It's like just a huge, huge testing ground mm-hmm. that like you can just do a bunch of cool stuff and meet a bunch of cool people and do a bunch of cool things. And uh, it's not the end of the road. This is not the end goal. Right. You learn from what we're doing now, and hopefully you can and do, do it whatever two times, want. yeah, <laughs> four times better. And I think we can all look at it like that. Like Ryan looks at it like, "Hey, I'm gonna learn how to do it now." So when kids come through the rock school, you've got a straight shot up. Mm-hmm. Like wow. you're gonna have all this information. Like you just take hey, all I know the exactly how to do this, and like do what you want. If do. we go on to start other bands or go on to start other projects, if I'm 40 and I'm in my 15th band, <laughs> no, I'll know my trajectory up mm-hmm. because like. Yes. We, been here and we've done that and we know how to do it the right way right and do you all teach as well no sam and no. i do <laughs> do awesome okay and sam we have a few minutes left any thoughts yeah i was gonna say i'll try and make this quick but <laughs> okay. if, if exactly what i would have said for advice but i don't know one thing that i would say is try and vet out people that you want to collaborate with that have similar goals to you i think one thing that makes this job very easy is that all of us kind of know the expectations and where we want to be and it also kind of ties into what you said earlier about like, does it ever feel like, I don't know, almost the only word I could think of is kind of cringy sometimes when you're doing covers. But when I walk into the room and we're all there to film and we all have the same goal, it's like you're with your your team and everybody has a good like attitude moving forward towards it. So if possible, when you're at your band practice, try to make sure that everybody there knows that like we're going to film like YouTube videos or we're going to practice for the show. We want to be this kind of band. Mm-hmm. It makes things a lot less turbulent. Definitely. You want to be aligned in your goals, aligned in your hopefully style. It's okay to have differences, different approaches, but you want to have the same goal, I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, this it's a communication is- thing. That's why yeah. we have the meetings and we try yeah. and talk through as much as we possibly can. Well, thank you for letting me crash your meeting today. This is so fun. Sweet, cool people. I loved seeing your live show. I would love to see you again next time you roll through Boston, you know. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, that's all for A Rock at Night magazine. So go check out First 11. Check out their covers. Check out Concrete Castles. Uh, It's a lot of fun. You won't regret it. So You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.